am so glad you found my show because the game is about to change for you. Yes, and is the only mantra you need to amplify the quality of your life. And this podcast is going to show you how. We'll explore high vibe living, entrepreneurship, and how to build habits that last. All through the lens of an improviser. See, the improv mindset keeps you moving forward without a script. And all you have to do is let the words yes and illuminate the path. Okay, did we just become best friends? Well, you certainly found your new favorite podcast. Yes and with me, Judy Holler. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. You're listening to episode 70, a gin and juiced exclusive series. Welcome back or welcome to the show. I'm back at you with another gin and juiced episode where Amanda on my team joins me and we talk about alcohol-free living, sobriety and addiction. So if that's not for you, skip this episode. If it is, welcome, baby. Welcome. Now in today's episode, we have a special guest joining us, the incredible and super high vibe Chicago-based DJ, Megan Taylor. Oh my God. (laughs) This conversation is so good. And both Amanda and I left the conversation literally feeling lighter. And it's funny, a couple days later, we got an email from Megan that said, Hey, thank you so much for the interview. And I just want you guys to know, I literally felt lighter after the interview. And it was so awesome and so epic and so high vibe. It's a really beautiful conversation. So more on that in just a moment, but you know, we got to set the vibe right here, right now, before we go any further. Okay. So I'm going to pull a card and today, so this is my new thing. I have been pulling cards lately. I have a couple of card decks here in my office and I just, you know, I just want to set that vibe, uh, to inspire all of us to, um, sort of align our day and, you know, sort of our mindset around whatever it is that I pull, whatever intention comes up and rises up out of the card I pull. So today it's going to be a fun deck. I'm pulling from my Affirminator card deck. By the way, all of this is in my Amazon store. We have a store that has like my favorite books and my favorite kitchen products, the things I use to set the vibe. Oh my God, all my favorite office supplies. So if you ever want to know what I'm using, loving, um, and referencing here on the show, you can always look at the show notes, but um, we'll link up to our Amazon store as well. But these are cards called Affirminators. And the cover has like a bunny riding a unicorn. It's pretty legit. And these are 50 affirmation cards to help you help yourself without the self-helpiness. Oh, they're so fun. So this will be a fun one. All right. I shuffled three times, spreading them out on my desk. Let's see. Okay. Here's our Affirminator for the day. Self-love. I openly embrace a feeling of self-love, the PG kind. I love myself because I understand myself. I love myself as the most committed partner I will ever have. I show myself love any way that I can. And when I screw up, I remember to be sweet and gentle with myself. If not, I'm going to make myself sleep on the couch. You got that? Self I love that so much. You know, you know, a big conversation we're having in the yes and community, the fear boss community, my goodness, is this notion of loving yourself unapologetically loving yourself. I mean, my book, Fear is My Homeboy. I mean, chapter one is titled Love Yourself, right? Because I believe that when you truly love yourself, you become a one woman, a one human, a one person revolution. So let that card remind you to love yourself today. Maybe you schedule something right now, like you pause this episode and you write something into your calendar that you can go do for yourself today. Maybe it's like sitting in a Target parking lot 
for 10 minutes and listening to a podcast just to get some alone time. Maybe it's going to get your favorite latte. Maybe it's scheduling a pedicure. Maybe it's just shutting the doors and putting on some vibey music and lighting some candles and taking a bath or a really great steam shower, like putting on your favorite mask, like whatever it is for you, go schedule that shit. Go schedule that shit. Because let me tell you something, you will never find the time. You got to go make the time. And here's the deal. Nothing works unless you work. Love yourself. Love yourself. It makes you a one-person revolution. I also want to shout out our listener of the week. Did you know that every week I literally pick a review? Sometimes I go back into the archives and sometimes I pick the last one that was just left and I shout you out right here on the show. And then if you DM me saying, oh my God, that was my review, I send you a free gift. So if you want to be our listener of the week, all you got to do is leave a review on iTunes. They mean so much to us. It takes legit 30 seconds and it would mean the world to me and the entire team it takes to produce this show for you every week. And this week I'm shouting out Kelly Danielle who left a review back in December. She writes bomb.freaking.com. She goes, Judy girl, you are dropping all the nuggets on your podcast. You have me lit up. I love your vibe. I love your content. And I love how you are teaching about fear. I really loved podcast episode 25 and your story of failure when it came to Mel Robbins. Okay. If you have not listened to episode 25, oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. It's my interview with Mel Robbins and I let you in. It's not going to be what you think. And I let you in on a failure, an epic failure that taught me just such a beautiful lesson in general. But you know, listen, it leans into this idea of no mistakes, only gifts. And so if you want to grab those juicy nuggets from that episode, go back and listen to episode 25. But yo, Kelly Danielle, thank you so much for this beautiful review. And wherever you are today, listening to this, maybe you're on your walk, maybe you're out running errands, whatever it is, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know you're our review of the week. And I will DM you back with some extra yes and podcast love. This episode is sponsored by the Vibe and Thrive Planner. Did you know, did you know that I created a goal-focused planner for you. It's called the Vibe and Thrive Planner, and it's truly my secret weapon. You know, someone asked me the other day uh, what the number one thing is that I do that I feel separates me from my competition or like others in my space, and here's my answer. It's two-pronged. Number one, yo, there is no competition because no one does what I do. So I'm in competition with my damn self and same for you because no one does what you do. So let's get that straight. Number one, number two, goal focused planning. And my vibe and thrive planner is my secret weapon. And I really, truly legit feel it's the one thing I do that separates me from other people in my space. This planner blends your mental health with high performance habits so you can boss the fuck up. And it's a tool designed to help you go from overwhelmed to focused. So if you'd like to go from overwhelmed to focused, if you want to really learn about the vibe and thrive mindset, you got to check out the vibe and thrive planner. So go to the show notes. I'll link up there to the planner so you can learn more and buy your copy. Okay. So today's conversation is going to be so high vibe. Oh my gosh. I feel anytime I talk about alcohol-free living, it is a high vibe experience because I really truly believe that removing the things that weigh you down allows you to vibrate higher daily, which is a mission that I'm on. And it's been cracking my soul wide open and Amanda on my team. And I got to sit down with the incredible DJ Megan Taylor. And it's such an awesome conversation. We talk about what it means to be, oh, and I love this, wait for it. We talk about what it means to be in the yes of things. Oh, I can't get ready for that one. Why she chose, we talk about why she chose to stop drinking 240 days ago. So at the time we recorded this episode, which was last week, it, she had been alcohol-free for 240 days. We talk about how being alcohol-free has changed her mentally, physically, and emotionally. We talk about her losing her business 
all of her business. I can relate when COVID hit and how she recovered. I mean, she's a live DJ, right? Just like I'm a live keynote speaker. I mean, oh my God, what she walked through. It's so amazing to see where she is now. And just, it's a story of yes and baby, yes and. And we talk about so much more. So Megan Taylor is a light. Uh, She just has this vibe. It is so illuminating and activating and calming. And I, I love people like that. You know, when you get off a phone call or leave their aura, you literally feel better about your damn self. And those are the kind of humans I'm seeking out in my life, right? It's either like, we're going to vibe up or you're going to vibe out, right? We're going to vibe up together or we're going to, you're going to need to vibe out, right? Please borrow that, steal that, copy it, tweet it, Instagram it, write it down. It's so juicy. So DJ Megan Taylor is an international DJ with over 10 years of experience and was named Chicago's number one DJ by BizBash magazine. Megan is passionate about using music to personalize her events and her goal is to really create and play a soundscape that communicates the highest of vibes to her client's overall vision. Her dad was in the music business. I mean, so music and the energy of music and the way Megan uses music to help people literally vibrate higher daily is so incredible. She's passionate about traveling and has visited, oh my God, 34 countries to date. Megan is passionate about traveling and she has visited, oh my God, 34 countries to date. When we recorded our interview, she's in Tulum. Like she's just, you know what? She's like, I'm, a, I'm out. I'm gonna go hang out in Tulum for six months. And she's been in Tulum. Uh, it's so amazing. Megan also received her master's in social and emotional intelligence at Wright Graduate University in 2016. So we talk about her study of social and emotional intelligence and how that's been a part of her career as a DJ. She's booked for high-end events, galas, personal parties, fashion events, weddings. She has consulted in tons of projects and playlists for restaurants, brands, and clients you most certainly will know. And she is also TEDx Chicago's DJ music advisor. So it's it, she's incredible. And let me roll right into, let's waste no more time. Let's roll right into that interview between Amanda, myself, and DJ Megan Taylor for this month's episode of Gin and Juice, baby. Let's go. Okay, DJ Megan Taylor in the house. What's up, Megan Taylor? Oh my gosh, what is up? So good to be here. I'm so excited. Yeah, I love back background. Thank you. Thank you. The new podcast setup, uh, the glow up as Amanda and I call it. And Amanda, always awesome to see you as well, my friend. Nice to oh have gosh. you back on Gin and Juiced. So excited to be here as always. <laughs> okay. So you guys, we're going to have another high vibe conversation here on the exclusive Gin and Juiced uh, series inside the Yes And podcast. And, you know, we've got the badass brave, high vibe, beautiful uh, DJ Megan Taylor in the house. And, you know, I have to tell you, um, you, Megan, are such a light. And I have been following you. Let's think about this. Maybe six years now. I have been following you on Instagram for about six years. So I saw you DJ an event uh, for the meetings industry. I think it was our global meetings industry day. It was at Navy Pier um, maybe six, seven years ago. And I was on the on the board, I was in the office of of the president at the time for meeting professionals international. And you were on stage uh, DJing like kind of off to the side. And I was like, who is this badass bitch? And I was like, because normally, I mean, let's be, they're dudes. Most DJs are guys. Okay. And so I think it's a total edge, right? Like you've got, you've got this badass chick and she's up there DJing and she's got this Auburn red hair. Are you Irish? Are you Irish? Yeah. Yes. Nailed it. Yeah. So Irish chick. And I'm like, you know, it's just the whole thing. And so, and let's also let everybody know in most people that follow along. No, I mean, I love DJs. If I could come back in another life, I'd totally be a DJ. And one of my secret dreams is to learn how to do the the ones and twos. Is that what you say? I don't know. Is this getting awkward? (laughs) It works. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yes, you are okay. right. So I mean, it really is her dream. She does talk about it on a regular basis. Well, like, why so wait till your next life, girl? 
Why wait? What are these days? What are these days? I'll take a class and just at least go play, right? To check it off my list. So the reason I'm saying this, DJ, Megan, Taylor, is (laughs) that, um, you know, I love what you're doing. And I think what you're doing is so incredible. And uh, you too have been deeply impacted like the rest of the world, but most certainly all of us in the live events space by what has happened with COVID and how we have lost so much of our income and our freedom. And we have lost what we loved doing. I mean, I speak on stages, you DJ on stages. So I want to start with you. Um, Will you tell the yes and fam a little bit about you? Like who is DJ Megan Taylor? (laughs) I know deep question. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's so many facets, like every human being, right? I mean, I will, I'll just tell you, I'll just kind of bridge into what you were saying is that I think I'm mostly known as a DJ, right? Like that is sort of DJ Megan Taylor, the brand I'll be in a grocery store. People like DJ Megan Taylor. Like it is fun that. that I'm known that way, but honestly, I was like a young girl who loved music that was finding her way in her twenties, figure out who she wanted to be. I was working for Fig Media, this media company that also booked DJs. I knew music really well. And they were like, you should DJ. And I was like, hell no, which is funny. Cause I was so like, I'm not going to DJ. I didn't know. I was just, it didn't feel right to me, but then I did, I did edit up DJing very, very small events. And a very long story short, I was like, there's no women. Uh, There's no people that, no DJs that, this is like, you know, maybe 10, 15, 10, 15 years ago. Like no one really wants to DJ private events. Everybody wants to do the club thing. Mm. And I was like, there's such an opening. The company that I was working for was very, very integrated into private events. And so I was like, I really was like, I should just really expand in this way. And DJing is such a way it's like, it's like, um, it's like my magic carpet ride where it gets me places. Like I've learned to be in different spaces in galas. I've learned about events. I've learned about energy. I've learned about flow and I've used it sort of as this vehicle to grow. And simultaneously, I think, um, I've grown professionally. Like people know me as a DJ, but honestly, I always say I'm really good at sales. I'm really good at branding. Like I learned a lot of other skills and I just use DJing as the vehicle too. And I also really believe in personal growth and development. I'm always growing myself. So as I was building this DJ career, I was working on myself and I got a master's in social emotional intelligence. And I did a lot of personal development work that really, really helped me expand as professionally, as a woman, as a human being, obviously too. And so it just really created like this multifaceted lifestyle that I had. And I've really leaned into traveling. I've leaned into the things that I love too, but um, I could go deep on any of those things. It's a great overview. And then last year, it basically all fell apart. <laughs> so it's, I'm in a very different place than I was last year at this time. Oh yeah. The fall apart. We, uh, Amanda and I definitely know about the fall apart. Uh, we've been, yeah, and we also know about the put back together though. That's what we're right? learning right now. We certainly felt the fall apart, but the put back together has been a really beautiful process. And, you know, we follow you on social. So I kind of feel like you're having that same experience that there was probably a lot found inside of the quiet loss. Totally. I mean, I could go deep on the lessons of the pandemic of, I mean, I, in one day I lost maybe 40 events got canceled because I do so much corporate work. And last year, by the way, I, I had like lined it all up. It was going to be my year. I was going to expand outside of Chicago more. I had all of these really, really badass gigs that I worked so hard for. That's what I felt about 2022. I was like, this is going to be the year, like my year. And I feel like it was the year in different ways. So I love yeah, that. I relate good. to you there. I relate to that's, you there. It was the, I mean, probably the best thing that ever happened to me because in like everybody, it really forced me to look at like my identity was being a DJ. Like who am I without being a DJ? Ooh. How do I, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, I so like, oh my God, I have goosebumps. Like already, like we, the same, like, who am I? Like one of my early coaches, he said to me, he goes, who is Judy Holler without the applause? Oh, I mean, I cannot. And I had to go find that out. And, and this is why we have you on Gin and Juice and Amanda will tee it up. I want you to finish this thought, but like quitting alcohol was a big part of me figuring that shit out, you know? Yeah. 
I'm, I'm right there with you because I quit drinking. So as I was talking about, I've done this growth work, you know, as I kind of became more conscious, my vibes became high. I would drink less, less and less, but I still want to have cocktails and I didn't, and I'm a DJ and I'm in the party scene. There's so many layers to the sobriety thing for me that I'm honestly, I'm still in the journey of it, like figuring, seeing how it all develops too. And last year though was particularly hard. And that's when I stopped drinking, you know, and what we probably get into it too, but there are so many lessons about surrendering. I learned a lot about my lifestyle, like everybody in my hustle and, and how to be present when I wasn't present. And I, I have, I had the most transformational year. It was so divine. I did some of my deepest work as a human being on this earth because everything that happened. And I really feel like the way it wasn't easy, but the way that I chose to make lemonade out of lemons and also all the amazing business opportunities that have come and creatively. So there has been a huge expansion, but yeah, shit fell hard. Like it was email after email, after email of cancellations. And then I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I think so many people because the event business, I mean, I've been in the live event business for decades on, um, you know, we always felt like it would be this, um, well, we'll feel the economy shifting. Like, no, we hit a cement wall at a hundred miles an hour and it was devastating and we're still watching the recovery. But, you know, for me, I've been sober almost six years for the second oh. time. Yeah. And one of the things that concerned me most was the use of alcohol as this lubricant to all of the hard things that people were experiencing. And so I saw, you know, on your Insta stories that uh, two-ish or so weeks ago, you hit about 240 days alcohol-free. And I'd just be really interested to hear what led you there. And yes, congratulations on that. That's, That's big. a big number. I'm yeah. 120 days today. So I'm like halfway there. You know what I mean? Which That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So 240. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually at 250 today. It's so funny. I have like a counter. Yeah. It's it's for so many reasons. And you know, my journey, like I just mentioned, I when you I think when you start to like kind of like be on your journey of like looking inside, you realize that like alcohol is not really helping that journey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was, you know, a, actually I was probably drinking more, right? Cause I'm just in my house. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. There's not, there wasn't accountability. Yes. So it's easier. I was dating someone and I just felt bad. And so this guy broke up with me. I couldn't figure out my career. I was trying to pivot in these ways. And like, I was getting rejections. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I was like, I kind of felt like I hit like a rock bottom for me. And I was like, you know what? When I decided last summer, I was like, I just don't think I need to fuck with alcohol anymore. Like I just, why mess with it when I would feel slightly sad the next day when we're in such a, when I'm in I, such a, right? Booze, I call it the booze blues. Like, you know, that day after drinking, like yes. hang, if you get a hangover, hangover, those suck, but you, I'm always a little depressed, like legit depressed. And even if I have a small amount, like everybody's like, well, just drink less. I was like, no, it doesn't, for me, it does not work that way. Yeah. A half a glass of wine affects me, you know? And I, I've had this message for a long time, like stop drinking, stop drinking. And I, I see you guys nodding your heads and it was a voice. It was my voice. And I just wasn't ready. I didn't want to like, whatever reason I was like, and I had so many social fears and I'm a DJ and like, I just like a cocktail, like all the things that I think people can relate to. And so when I kind of hit that point, I was like, I think I'm going to just take a break, a real break from it. And I had also a message that said, Megan, if you stop drinking, your life is going to take off in a way that it hasn't. And I really was like, okay, okay. And I just trusted in, in that. And, and it has not been easy or roses or anything like that too. But I kind of needed like a full breakdown, I guess, to really examine and look at that for myself. And I had to do it for me. I don't know. I'm sure you both know, like it's, I have tried to not drink for a while, but this is totally different. Yeah. What's so Judy and I had this conversation on our last podcast and, you know, my rock bottom was different. You know, I categorize myself as an alcoholic. That's how I 
identify because my problem is big and it's loud and it's, you know, well, (laughs) well medically defined. Right. But someone that goes alcohol free, someone that chooses a life of sobriety at a place where they're making a decision because they're seeing red flags, because they're recognizing patterns that could really turn into something that's hard to get out of. Like I have so much respect for, I cannot, you know, and one of the things that I've noticed, I've noticed it with Judy and I can certainly see it inside of the journey that I'm watching you on Instagram. Can you just talk to us, um, talk to the listeners a little bit about, you know, people are curious about going alcohol free and what has this done for you? Like mentally and physically and spiritually. Yeah. Like what has changed for you inside of that? You mentioned that your world's been unlocked, which is beautiful, but just tell us some more detail about that. Yeah. You know, I just say it's like, it is truly like the gift that keeps on giving, you know, and it is like, and because of that, I say like, when you just from an energy perspective, I have more energy. My skin is better. I sleep better. I just think it created space for me. And it wasn't necessarily like, wow, I have all this great space because I would like, if I had some cocktails, I'd watch more reality TV. And then it's like, all of a sudden you're like, I'm feeling good. I don't want to watch reality TV. What do I do with myself? I think it created an intimacy with myself. It created room for me to be like, who am I? What do I really want out? And it made things a little bit more painful. Like, wow, that actually hurts my feeling. Like I might've felt a little numb or taken a drink about that. Like it makes me more in touch with my humanness and my feelings and my emotions, which is good. It's just not necessarily like all good feelings, you know? And from that though, I just think I made bigger decisions that were because of me. And I expanded in a business setting. Like I started working with my friend in um, helping her opening up um, a really amazing healthy smoothie shop. I started working with my best friend, Jessica Zweig. I helped her launch her book. I jumped into her business. We created um, retreats and I probably, I'm not saying I wouldn't have done those things, but part of me doesn't feel like that. I've lived in Tulum a lot of the first part of the year because I fucking wanted to. And there was a Everybody just heard that because I fucking wanted to. Right. And I get I'm, everybody can go do that, but it, no, God, we are our own worst enemies. And I think once we get out of our way and stop numbing, we, we start to realize really quick what we've been missing, you know? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And numbing. And also, you know, I get a little bit like, I mean, I try to really stay judgmental free because everyone Same. has their journey. And, yeah. but I also try to stay vocal because I didn't really know, like, I love that we're having this conversation that I see more women choosing the alcohol-free lifestyle, but a big part of it was like, I just didn't really have good examples and know it was okay. I thought that right. people thought it was weird. So I remained a little more vocal about it, which has been super interesting. And especially being like in the space I'm in, which has been very, very profoundly inspirational. And I've had some people be kind of shitty about it. So it's been all of the things, but I just think you have more space for yourself if you choose that, if you choose to deal with it that way, and there's obviously like, it's better health. And also I think the longer you go without drinking, Amanda, you can really speak to this. Cause I'm only 250 days, like alcohol free, which is huge. I have heard like you, the toxins come out. Like I've just heard it's, it is a, an ongoing journey, the longer it goes as well. And I've experienced that. Yeah. I think that for anybody that goes on a journey of change, because that's really what it is, right? Like alcohol creates a lot of problems in people's lives that they don't recognize. Like I just posted like anxiety, right? Like the fear of the fear of dumb text messages, right? The shame associated with like, what did I do? Like, was I cool? And then you're asking people and they're like, yeah, you were fine. And that whole shame spiral that kind of happens. So yeah, I mean, it's a forever growing process. And if you stay in it and, and that's the path that you continue on, you just continue to grow your own power because you're getting so much more comfortable, right? You can step into the things where if you were drinking and you were a little unsure of how you acted, you might hesitate to take your space up. Whereas now you're like, no, totally in control here of everything that's happening. Like, "Mm." Just because I want to. I love that you said that. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just want to say at the same time, I actually, I feel confident. Like 
you know, I went to Tulum and like, it, it's, I also have felt more insecure and more maybe sensitive and vulnerable in a way at the same time too, because I'm where I thought I would get, have some, not even drinks, but you know, you just feel like, oh yeah, I can do this. And like, when you realize like at our core, I think, especially as women, there is just a feeling of like, like, um, am I sure? Is it going to be enough? And I got, I started to wrestle with like a lot of those things and be more honest about how I feel, which I think is just really good to do. Cause it's not like we feel confident all the time too. So it also exposed more of the vulnerable areas of me that I have just think has been a gift to bring out in the world because it's made me closer to people. It's created changed my relationships. And I think it's given me more of what I wanted, but not in the way I thought I would get it. Okay, so a quick pause in our regularly scheduled content here to share something big with you. So I'm always on the hunt for companies and brands who align with the intention of this show and you, the listener, because every time I record an episode for you, it costs a lot of money to get each episode into your ear every week. And in order to help with that, we're on the hunt for the right companies that I align with and that I feel you'll align with too to help support our mission. And it's with great excitement and alignment to say that Organifi oh, is one of those companies. Now you can go to Organifi and that's spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash yes and to get 15% off and support this podcast every time you purchase one of their badass products. Now, my current obsessions are, I've got two of them, the green juice. Yo, it's fucking delish. And I'm serious. I was using another product and when they sent me their greens, I knew it was destiny. They even have these like travel packs. So when I get back on the road uh, more frequently, it'll definitely be a game changer. Yo, it's so good. You just mix it with cold water and you're off to the races and it's got 11 superfoods in it. It is so legit. And number two, their immunity packets are to die for, and they're the perfect way to stay healthy on the go. So when you support this company, you're not only supporting yourself and your health, this company is the bee's knees, you're also supporting the podcast. So it's a win-win. So make sure you use our special link, Organifi, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash yes, and to get 15% off anytime you shop. Thank you. And thank you, Organifi. For supporting this podcast. So I love that so much, Megan, on so many levels. Uh, I think this was a post I saw on social media uh, through maybe Holly Whitaker, who wrote a book called Quit Like a Woman. But it was this notion of like, alcohol is the only drug you have to explain quitting. And I think that is what's made me insecure. So like, it's this notion of like, oh shit, how am I going to explain this one? Or, oh, when I pass like Judy Holler, the party girl, like the career mm -hmm. bartender prior to this life, like is not having a drink. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. And, and that has made me insecure. And I know that my rider dies understand that I'm on this year of self-discovery and what happens after 365 days. We'll see. My intention was to, proved to myself that I could be in control, right, of this. And I felt it getting out of control. So let's see if I can make it 30 days. Okay, great. Let's go 60. And now it's 90. And now it's 120. And maybe I'll go a year. I'm going to go a year. And what happens after that? So I really related to what you just said about the whole insecurity thing, because that's something I'm working through too. And when we don't have alcohol to sort of numb the things that might make us nervous or insecure, I mean, a lot of people would think I'm an extrovert, but I'm more introverted than most people think. So it can be uncomfortable to put yourself out in those situations. And I would use booze. I don't know if you, did you do this at Amanda in corporate? Like, did you numb with booze a lot in the big social situations? Cause I did. Yeah. I think that as a society, that's the expectation. I yeah. think that that's the social expectations that have been set. And I mean, sir, sure, certainly I deal with the insecurity too. I think that the longer I'm sober, the more comfortable I am with talking yes. about my vulnerability and talking about un being uncomfortable. Um, 
Yet, of course, I mean, sure, you lube yourself up with a couple of drinks with a group of people, all of a sudden it's a lot easier. And that still makes me feel, you know, insecure because it's harder to get me to feel like part of the party. But, you know, at the end of the day, I always say they don't even realize I'm not drinking. (laughs) No, I know. That's so true. Like I would blow up like not drinking. It was going to be this thing. And it's kind of, I'll say, usually it's only a thing if I make it a thing. Like I have realized like, People don't really give a shit. No. People's reactions, it was a little bit more in my head yes. than I thought. And so that has been like really amazing. And going back to what you were saying, Judy, with Holly Whitaker, like I, I was listening to her for years before I quit drinking because I thought she was such a great voice. And I think also when I saw, and I think maybe because I was DJing, I saw how alcohol was like numbing people and how it, like rosé is being forced down women's throats and oh, i say all day so baby dangerous yes and I, as you know the me too movement you know started in like everything and i was like wow like it is so unhealthy it, and we are just numbing women and what if we all what would happen if women just stopped fucking drinking what would happen oh with females and i don't try to get all righteous yeah. about that, but it really fires me up about it. And I, and, and I think when I stop drinking, I can just, I just see patterns and I see things that I didn't even know that I'm a part of. And also I got to go look at the other ways I'd know myself Then it was sugar and then it was coffee yep. and then it was this. So it's not like you're just clean living over here. It's just, yeah. I kind of found my new, my new thing, but the, the, I think it really goes back to like that intimacy with myself. And honestly, I was talking about this growth work and the personal discovery. I've done my deepest work without drinking. And I know that the stuff that I'm working on now and who I am and mm-hmm. way I'm transforming would not have happened if I had not stopped drinking. Yeah. I love that so much. And it's like a perfect segue to where I want to go next with you. So this notion, like living life gin and juiced, right? Which is a fun play on like, okay, you you liked your cocktails, but you also like green juice, right? And you know, I'm a big old Snoop Doggy Dog fan, right? I know, girl. These days we're just, we're just sitting on something different, but, um, so it's all about saying yes, right? Like yes to yourself, yes to uncomfortable things, yes to vibrating higher and yes to putting things in your life that illuminate that path. And in 2018, uh, we found an interview where you said something and we loved it. It was this quote and it said, uh, I have based my life off of being in the yes of things. Ah. And I'm going to take you back to the 2018 archives. Tell us more about that because this is the yes and show. And we are on a mission to illuminate the transformational power of the word and inside that phrase, because we believe and is what keeps you moving forward. Yes, we get in the game and and is us adding something new uh, to mix it up and to expand and to find new things. So what does it mean for you when you say that I, I live in the yes of things I think that article and I think this is very much how I live my life is I I, like for example I would not have been become this DJ had I not really said yes and so what I've struggled with my whole life is who I am because I'm not one of those people and it's my human design my whatever it could be all these different things but I don't really, I don't know. I've never woken up and been like, this is who I am. This is what I want to do with my career. And it just, that just never resonated. So I have really found my, my path through being curious and following my curiosity and saying yes. And it has led me, it has led me to where I'm at in all the different ways. And so, I mean, I'm kind of working on, I guess, boundaries, <laughs> more of the nose now, which yes. is interesting, but it's, that is not the same saying yes to your boundaries. Like it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing. So the yes about life, cause it's just, I just know myself so well that when I have my defenses, my excuses, my, my hesitations, I'm going to have them. The yes serves me. It always serves me. And so I really probably have made a point to a lot of the things. And also like when we, when I want to be good at something, I want to figure something out. I want to know how not drinking is going to go. If I need to know before the yes, it's not, it's just not how it works. So I have really, really learned to lean into the yes. Yes. I love love the yes. And yeah, the yes. And, and you ingested something. Was it on Jessica's 
podcast where they did the, oh, it was on Clubhouse, Amanda, the yes and no, the yes yeah. and no. Yeah. We were in a Clubhouse room and it was you two, I think. And you guys yeah. were talking about the yes and no. Like that is improv. So it's like, yes, I can. Or maybe it was Jessica talking it was, about it was how you podcast. guys were setting boundaries. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For her book launch and her business. Like, yes, I can do that proposal or that breakout or that panel discussion. And it's going to cost $2,000. So it's you saying yes and no, because now it's on them to either honor your rate or say, nah, I'm not going to pay for that. And then you find out what someone's true intention is. So we call it the yes and no. We love that idea. And it's something you can use all the time. I love that too, because it's like, you know, it's really, cause I, I'm coming into like negotiating more of what I want. Cause I just didn't, I thought it was like, when I was DJ, I would say, yes, this is where it didn't work out saying yes. I would say, yes, 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 yes. yes. And I just was full and it was beautiful. And I'm so grateful, but I didn't take a, I didn't take a moment to check in with myself. And mm-hmm. when I didn't really feel into things before. And so I'm, I'm in a process of really learning that the yes is great, but, and also considering myself mm-hmm. is just as equally important in it too. So it is for sure the spaces that I'm emerging into. Yes. You brought up the word boundaries and Judy and I teach a masterclass and it's something that people struggle with so deeply, especially women, you know, like I think it's hard for us and you know, you're an entrepreneur and Jessica's an entrepreneur. And as we were, we are entrepreneurs and as we're listening to the yes and no, it's really this brilliant boundary creation, right? It's giving yourself permission because that's the struggle. I feel like is people need permission to build a boundary to protect themselves. Uh, Lauren McCowan in her book, we are the luckiest does this brilliantly with the pregnancy principle. Mm -hmm. So she's like, when women are pregnant, they're like, I can't eat that. I need to go to bed. I can't drink that. Right. And everybody's like, you're right. You can't. And she's like, but this is your precious little life. You're living that precious life every day. Why aren't you protecting your life? Like you would oh, the life of someone beautiful? else. That's I'm so good. Snap into that yeah. one. That is, yeah. I have on that one. Me too. And that's the yes and the no. Right. Mm-hmm. And I really yeah. appreciate you and Megan or you and Jessica saying that yeah. even in business, it really gave me even the ability to push on Judy to say, you know what, we need to rethink yep. maybe how we're doing things because yep. let them say no, let us say yes. And them say no, it's kind of brilliant. So yeah. thank you for that piece. It, that was really helpful. It's so good. Boundary work. Like I think the first thing I learned about boundaries is like, I'm going to go do my boundary work. And then I was like, oh, what I learned is that I have no boundaries. Like I <laughs> thought that I would like learn how to say no. And it was like, no, actually I had to first realize like what they, what that really meant because it, yeah. I don't think it means like, no, 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 no. It is a deep check-in with yourself. It mm. is a, is this like, you know, in alignment, like that big word, but it is also then just putting yourself first, which is something that I think that I am learning how to do. And I've done it before, but there's a whole other level you know, to do it to, yes. to, to like that. And I've said no to some things and I thought the recently, I thought the world was going to fall apart. And I felt so good about it afterwards. And also, I just want to say, like I said no to some things that I would have got brought me a lot of money. And right now, like money is like not, I don't have the, uh, the events lined up. I don't have the gigs lined up. So it's, it's a similar matter of like the way that I trusted to like, I'm not going to drink. I don't know how, but I know it's going to serve me. It's like, I'm just going to say no to this. I don't want it to be about the money. And I'm just going to see, I'm going to trust it's a good, it's going to be okay. And, and so it's also in the boundary. I've learned a lot about trust too. Oh, we are so in that space right now too. Like trusting, oh, cause you know, we're so used to having a full calendar and the gigs stacked up and not that things aren't happening. They're just happening, happening differently. And we can't financially depend on it right now. Like we used to, right. because we don't know what we don't know. And it's changing every five seconds. And I think back, you know, Amanda, I, I'm going to come to you in a second. Cause I know we've got a question that we are dying to ask you. Uh, and I can't wait for Amanda to ask it. Cause it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, We have to talk about something. I want to click on something you just said. I think something that every woman right now listening could do to change 
the way we think about setting boundaries is to stop boundary shaming other women when they fucking do it. And I think just when you see a woman set a boundary, when you see a woman respond with an email, like I can't right now, but can you follow up this fall? Or no, that's, you know, I have a personal preference to, or whatever it may be when you see that may make you feel uncomfortable at first because you're going to feel like it's a rejection. When you realize it has nothing to do with you and it's a way she is honoring and loving herself, you can look at her instead as a role model instead of someone who is a bitch or someone who is doesn't like you or someone who whatever, right? Yeah. Setting a boundary. And that was an empowering shift for me to make. And instead of hating on those women, I began studying them. Oh, that's so good. Yes. And guess what it's done? It's given me confidence. And I know that every time I do that for myself, I hope a woman, it's like, you almost feel like you're like, yay. I'm a whole... Hopefully she's seeing something in me, like whether it's using your out of office to protect your time or just saying no um, or not responding to a bitchy email. Hello, I got one of those yesterday that literally said twice per my previous email. <laughs> it wasn't all caps. Like I can't, I'm Good still irritated. It's screaming at you, right? <laughs> yeah, like literally screaming at me. But it was like, you know what? No, no. And this is a boundary I'm going to set because I love myself. And when you love yourself, you're a one woman revolution. And, you know, I had to click on that because so many of us are walking that path, you know? I really do think that the boundary creation aspect for everybody, and especially because time is currency and just like what you're doing and saying, Megan, I think a little bit is about, I said yes to everything. And right now I, I do worry because so many people, especially in the vent business, they need, you know, they need the business. So they're saying a lot of yeses to things that maybe should be a no. So I'm really proud of you for that. Cause that's a hard, that's a hard thing to say no to. Um, but it's really just that truly honoring yourself. So yes. thank you for sharing that and giving other people permission to do that too. Yes. I'm learning and I'm right there with you. That's brilliant what you both said yeah you mentioned your degree and I'm I'm a nerd like for real like I read your bio and I was like yo I need to go look at this degree that you got so you went like I'm so fascinated it's true it's really cool I want to talk a little bit about it and I'm just curious what led you to study you went to I gotta look here right Graduate Graduate. University for the Realization of Human Potential. And you mentioned you studied social and emotional intelligence, which is so in my lane. What made you do that? And how, how has that even shaped maybe this journey? Um, that's a, it's, it's so crazy. And honestly, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, so when I mentioned I've done this personal growth and transformation and I did it. So this right graduate university has a transformation kind of performative learning. So I basically took all their classes. I became actually a leader. I would facilitate transformational work in the background. It's basically like, I just really believe in people. If you do your inside work, you can have what you want and you can heal things. And like, we could go down that whole rabbit hole, but it's a big believer in what I do and just fulfilled me. And so I would lead things. I would do things. I did like a women's group, but they opened up a graduate program. I basically had done it all. Every time I had been in a class, it had helped my life. So this is sort of the next thing. And I kind of said yes, a hundred percent without being like, I'm DJing for like Nike, but I'm going to go get a leadership degree. It makes total sense. Like it didn't make sense. I love that. But I was like, let me lean in and so it, it is a, it is about is psychology, it's neuroscience, it's existentialism. It's a lot of old psychology all wrapped up into one. So you basically had to like read, study, and then every single um, week you had to apply it to your life. So you had to demonstrate transformational leadership in your life in different areas. We, and there was all this experimental stuff and it was truly transformative, but what I'm very good on my feet. Like I'm here, like we don't have a script. Right. Just talking, Improv, baby. but Improv. sitting and reading, being with myself, critical thinking and putting it on paper was extremely hard for me. It is not, it, and I, and, there, and it was really vigorous. And so I really kind of got schooled in school and it really also shifted my spiritual path. I had, I, I grew up Catholic. I became very spiritual and I was such a seeker, but I had a Christian pastor as a mentor who told me that I never really formed my 
a relationship with my own God or my own universe, which totally mm-hmm. shifted my, cause I was, which is a whole other story, but anyways, it really showed me like, wow, to believe in spirit or faith is something that I have to choose. So it changed my life in so many ways. But the thing is, is that every, everything that I was learning was applicable in a relationship with a man in the group settings I was with. And in this conversation, am I gossiping or am I leading us to higher values? What are my higher values? How does my emotional intelligence affect the room, affect people? And honestly, as a DJ, we went back to talking about so many men are DJs. I think that DJing, when you read a room, it's so feminine. It's It's not a female job, but it's so intuitive. It's so like go from the gut, which is a sort of more of a feminine skill. And so it's funny to me, and there's more women now, but there's a lot of men. And I, and I think a lot of men, even women get it wrong. They just jam music at people where I am such a believer in. Um, and I've really learned that I really call it my magic. I call the music, my alchemy now mm. of transforming a room of understanding music. I've done a deeper dive, even into like how the hurts how there's different frequencies that we all like align on. And so we actually have very limited, we could use music so much more powerfully. That's why I think sound baths are becoming popular. These insight timer, you can like listen to things and it changes your speaking of vibration in your body. So it is such a tool. So I love throwing down hip hop and disco and everything, but you know, I just did a wedding and I do a lot of weddings. And, and when you have a crowd leaned in, you can really elevate and create magic. And it'd been so long. I did this party and it was uh, amazing and it felt so good. And so through my master's program, even understanding some things in that nature really helped. So it was this crazy ass graduate program. We would do it like we would go on campus. It was for a weekend. We'd watch a movie on Saturday night. We'd analyze it we go deep, 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 deep on people really exposing myself to. And it was, it's something that I'm so, so, so grateful for in my life. Mm. That's so cool. I love that. I wish I would have done more of that in school. (laughs) Like, I wish I would have. You, you got a lot of life to live. We need you, you, you have all these desires. I'm excited for you. You're going to be a DJ. This is, this is all going in that, in that, that, that thrive, that vibe and thrive list, right? Like these notions of like, and I feel like I do through my personal development work and like the books we read. I mean, my job is to listen, learn, and love, right? I feel like I am nobody's guru. You know, someone once said to me, like, if you want to, like anybody you read, follow, look up to, if you want to know what they struggle with, go read what they write, you know? And I write about fear and courage and imposter syndrome and high performance habits, because these are the tools I need in order to stay and form momentum and out of the weeds of, you know, <laughs> anxiety and depression and all the other stuff that'll bubble up. Right. So, but yet if I could look at my degree, like I was like radio television major and all this stuff. Great. And it's, it has served me. It is absolutely serving me. Uh, yet psychology, you know, when you think of marketing and writing and performance and DJing and being in, I mean, it's really about understanding human design and there's so much cool human design work. Yeah. Do a workshop, like go our company, like we holler worldwide, like we need to take a human design workshop and like hire a facilitator. Seriously. Sign me up. Like, does anybody know one, please email me, (laughs) email us at hello at judyholler.com. Megan, if you know anyone, please email me. Hello. I do. You've got my personal email. Not that I don't get it out on the airwaves, but yo, you know, we got again, boundaries, right? (laughs) Thank you. But seriously, it's a vibe. Okay. So, um, before we get you out of here, um, uh, what's going on in Tulum? What is the connection to Tulum? Like, are you just, are you moving to Tulum or? I mean, I'm not moving to Tulum, but I, kind of moved to Tulum. No, I was, um, I love Mexico and Tulum just is a, is a, been a favorite place. I've been coming for 10 years. You know, Tulum is, is kind of a lot right now because it's just emerging and it's kind of light and dark, but it's been such a special place for me my whole life. And so it's just as an expat community. So I decided to come down to Mexico. Um, and I made the decision for myself because I was working virtually and I didn't have any events. I've worked so many weekends, so many evenings. And I was like, you know, this is such an opportunity for me and a lot of people. And I don't, and not everybody is in this position. Like I don't have a husband. I don't have kids. I, I had a lot of strings that fell because of this 
and the work I was doing was virtual. And so I was like, I'm going to go. And I think I have had some divine opportunity and openings here to heal and to kind of go inside of myself, which I've been so grateful for. I think this has all been beautiful. So that's how I ended up in Tulum and, and Tulum is just, is such a great town because a lot of people are here doing the same thing. There's digital cafes and it's so simple. I just work all day, nine to five or like a normal life. I ride my scooter home. I eat a smoothie. I swim in the ocean and it is heaven. It has been so, so good. And it's really made me rethink a lot of things, you know, in my lifestyle and stuff too. I love that. I love that. All rethinking things in our lifestyle. And again, that's the gift, right? Like it's literally the gift. You think that you need so much and that things have to be this one way. And when it's all taken away, when things are stripped down, you're like, wait a minute. I don't even know if I like that. I mean, I think that's some of the work we've done is like, wait, I'm on this train because I can't, I I couldn't get off. And now that I'm off, I don't know that I'm riding that one uh, back. I think that's one of my favorite things and is, is to hear everyone's like, COVID learns and I don't, we're not even, we're not, we're still in it. Right. And I love to think about like five years, looking back at this time, like how culturally we're changing, how trends are changing, people are moving. And I love to hear, I loved what people got out of this because you can milk. It's hard. And when hard is good, cause hard serves you with lessons. Right. And so I just love hearing people's stories of like, um, you know, change and redemption and transformation. Yes. Yeah. They're happening everywhere. I mean, this was super hard, but there's been, to be honest, there's been way more good that's come out of it and it's all your perspective. So yeah. Well, Miss Megan, I, it's been so fun. It's really nice to have had this like chat with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, it was really a treat and you have mentioned several times you're a DJ and I have to say, um, if y'all don't follow Megan, she does these amazing playlists on Spotify yes. and you launch one every month, right? Yep. So I do. Good. Yes. Follow, follow <laughs> me on, on Spotify. So where um, is your yeah. favorite place to hang out and how can people get in contact with you and follow along on your journey? Um, you can follow me, um, probably on my social media accounts at DJ Megan, M-E-G-A-N Taylor. And um, I hang out on probably on Instagram, but Spotify, Google, you can find a, um, a link in my bio, in my Instagram or DJ Megan Taylor on Spotify. And I had a lot of time and I make, make playlists all of the time. Wait. There's Stop. something for every occasion. We'll, we'll make sure to um, put that in the show notes. Yeah, we will link up to all things DJ Megan Taylor in the show notes. Megan, like I, we were so excited about this and I already knew I liked you. Now I, you, you are illuminating and you are such a gift. And um, I'm such a fan of you as a human being and what you're doing in this world. And I I can't wait to continue to watch you rise, girl, because you're doing it. And uh, you've got two fans over here. So Uh thank you for the gift of your time. And I know the Yes And fam is going to love you. So you guys, seriously, uh, go check out DJ Megan Taylor. Everything will be in the show notes. (laughs) My goodness, if you need a good DJ, the woman is for hire. I've seen her. And uh, you can get some DJ Megan Taylor in your life by simply checking out her Spotify playlist. I know they're a vibe um, as I write and create in my office. Um, always yes. look at playlists, you know? I need to make you one, a yes and or a gin oh, and juice. Oh my yeah. gosh, that would be so awesome. Yeah, oh my be God, a high vibe, like, <laughs> yes, like what the, oh girl, we would we would lose our shit. <laughs> okay, then done. Like, well, and here's what's fun is we are in the middle of a glow up. So it's called the House of And, H-A-U-S. You know how Gaga has House of Gaga? Well, we have House of And, okay? And we are, you know, just glowing up on all the things, but yeah, maybe it's like a vibey House of And. Um, okay. I, shit, gin and Juicy. I don't know. Is gin and juicy a word? It is now. It is now. I think so. For yeah. sure. We've just uh, I think we've done word. it. Yes. <laughs> Megan, you are such a gift. Amanda, thank you so much. And uh, as always, you guys, thank you for listening. And we'll see you uh, next month on the Gin and Juiced exclusive series. Peace and love. 
Okay, I hope you loved this episode as much as we loved making it for you. Oh my God, that, Megan is awesome, isn't she? It was such a high vibe conversation. Talk to me on Instagram. I love hearing from you. What did you learn? What surprised you? What delighted you? And I love seeing your tags when you tag me listening to the podcast. So keep them coming. And I can't thank you enough for sharing this podcast with your network and the people you love. And just so you know, don't forget, we have a voicemail system. So you can go old school, like old school call-in radio style. Uh, Go to the show notes and click that link to record me a voicemail to have your question or your story featured right here on either an Ask Judy or a Gin and Juiced episode. I want to hear your stories. I want your questions. Or you can always send an email to hello at judyholler.com to share your show ideas, feedback, and inspiration. And it's me in my DMs on Instagram. So DM me there anytime. I'd love to hear from you. So make sure you go to the show notes, follow DJ Megan Taylor. Oh my gosh, go there to find out about all of the things and get all the links from everything we talked about today. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and thank you for reviewing. Until next week, keep following the yes.